I love you. I'm committed to you. But let's have sex with other people too, boo. What is up, sapiosexuals? Thank you for turning on Sex in South Beach with America's sex educator, Dr. Sanjaya. So the sex situation we're getting into today is all about being married, but not monogamous. And we have a sexuality superstar in the house here to help us penetrate this increasingly common situation. Thank you so much, Marla Renee Stewart, owner and CEO of Velvet Lips Sex Ed, co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference, and co-author of The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay. Thank you, Marla, for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, you know, I've heard so much about you, and I know you are a real leader, and so I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. So there's so many things I want to ask you. I mean, I could ask you about the Sex Down South Conference, <laughs> the sex classes that you teach. I could ask you all about kink. Um, but today, I want to ask you about what it's like to be married but not monogamous because you have such a huge level of expertise, not only in sexual relationships and sexual expression, but you're actually doing the damn thing. You're in the real sexual relationship doing what everyone's wondering about. So tell us, give us a little insight. What's your marriage like? Yeah. Well, my marriage, you know, I, I, I think one of the things that we have to remember is that you are who you are. Right. And, you know, if that changes over time, okay, that's fine. But when you are who you are, when you enter into a marriage, your person cannot expect you to change. Right. And so for me, as I entered into my marriage and before or entered in my, into my relationship, we had the understanding that I am, uh, I'm not a monogamous person. Um, I'm more of a monogamish person. Right. So for me, I, you know, and I've tried polyamory, polyamory. I did polyamorous relationships. I was like, "Mm -mm, this doesn't work for me. Um, I've tried swinging relationships. I was like, nah, this doesn't really work. I love swingers. I love hanging out with them. I love teaching them, but I'm like, ah, you know, this isn't really, you know, kind of my thing, but I love hanging out and having fun with them. Um, but as far as my own personal sort of sexual journey and relationship journey, I've just come to realize like, I like to have sex with a lot of people. I'm very curious about people's bodies. You know, I'm just like, I want to know what people's bodies do and what they look like. And so I'm always going to have that curiosity. And I don't want to hinder myself by by being like, I'm stuck in this bubble of only doing this according to these rules that society, you know, you know, tells us that we, you know, should be doing or, you know, even having laws that enact, you know, sort of those things, right? Absolutely. Um, You talked about a lot of different non-monogamous relationships. So when we say like polyamorous, we're talking about relationships with multiple people. And sometimes people within those relationships are also having relationships within that same sort of network. Is that how you might describe it? Yeah, I would say, well, not necessarily like in their network, but, you know, polyamorous is basically you having a a loving relationship with a person and then also having uh, and you could be 
polyamorous with one person, you could be polyamorous with a bunch of people. Um, and lots of times when we see polyamory, we've seen it where somebody is, you know, they're, they maybe have a primary partner and then their partner has a partner, um, which right. is called like their metamor. And, you know, they might have a partner, a partner, you know, it, th- there might, there's so many different sort of uh, relationship configurations. Absolutely. Um, and then yeah. we talk about swingers. Swingers are really, what we're talking about is a committed couple that does go out and have sexual relationships with other people, but as a couple, right? And then they leave as a couple. They're not having anything beyond a physical relationship. Is right, right. About with swingers. Exactly. Polyamory is there can be relationships and hearts and feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and feelings, emotions, all right. those things. Whereas swingers are like, I just kind of want to have an orgasm with a different person. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> so back to what you were saying, it sounds like you're being very intentional. You're like, I am who I am. And my partner knows who I am. And I don't want to change who I am to be in a relationship. Rather, I want to find a relationship that really celebrates and honors who I am. Does that sound exactly? Accurate? Exactly. And I think that's how all relationships should be. We should honor each other for who we are, right? A lot of times we spend time or lots of people spend time trying to change other people and people only change for themselves. They don't change for other people. So I think it's really important to remember that if you enter into a relationship, remember that you're doing it for you and you're being honest about who you are. Because I've had many clients who have not been honest and then get married. And then, you know, absolutely. to your point, people don't change. They only change for themselves. Right. They don't change for you. They lie to you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they can be changed, but they don't really change. They change for themselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. They do. They do be lying. I tell you. <laughs> so when you met your partner, when you guys decided to be in a relationship were you always very upfront, like I am non-monogamous? Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, that was probably the the first date or the first time we talked. I was just kind of like, "This is who I am as a person." You know, do you accept it? Do you not accept it? You know, if you don't accept it, then I have to move on, right? We can't. There's right. no point in talking or even dating because, you know, I was getting older and I wanted to have babies. I was like, I have, I don't have time to be wasted. So. And then, and to that point, so you said you're getting older, you want to have babies. And I agree, marriage is like a great sort of structure to try to raise kids in. So when you say non-monogamous, tell us, is there an agreement or something that you have? Or do you have full-on relationships with other people? Are they just more sex-focused? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think for me, I, it's sort of like an adventure, you know? So typically if I'm out at a conference or, you know, if I'm out and about or I'm doing something or, you know, and and something kind of pops up and happens, you know, that's kind of what it is. There's no emotional baggage on that. There's no like, let me keep talking to you. Like, I'm not trying to put myself in a relationship. I only have the emotional capability for one person and one person only. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I have enough, right? Like my career is, is you know, I, I baby, like there's a lot. I already have enough. So, you know, thinking about like all the things, it's, it's sort of like, if it happens, it happens. And the, and the agreement is just kind of like, 
If it happens, it happens. It's so funny because you tell your partner before it happens. Or no, happens no, she does not want to know. Absolutely not. No, no. So you you don't tell before, after, or during, or never. No, no. She doesn't want to know. You go to your grave with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I tell my friends and I tell people right. on podcasts, but you know, but, <laughs> <There's> other people. <laughs> but I know she doesn't want to hear about it. You know what I mean? She, right. she just, she's kind of like, I don't want to hear about it. Like I'm good. You know, you don't have to tell me anything. I don't want to hear about it. Right. right. It's fine. And I share with my friends, which is great. You know, and, and I, is there I feel an very agreement? satisfied. Like about, is there an agreement about safety or? Absolutely. Yeah. There's absolutely. Absolutely. Always want to make sure I'm safe. And, you know, then that's for a, a slew of different reasons of, you know, just making sure that I am protecting myself. I'm, you know, other people are being protected. However, you know, I just want to ensure that like, yeah, we are, we are um, very much uh, committed to our, our, our safety and our sexual well-being. Absolutely. Because you love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and also, you know what I love about this discussion is because I think for many years, um, we've always known that people in like non-heterosexual focused worlds can have alternative agreements. But now all of these heterosexual couples are coming out saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we can learn something from them. And I can remember I had a friend, he and his partner had an agreement. They were monogamous. Unless something <laughs> that just was just so irresistible. And they get, it was like, you could get two passes a year. Uh, <laughs> like, passes, be, the hall passes. So I loved, yeah, I loved that they found an agreement that worked for them. That was their agreement. And I've also had friends who were like, yeah, my partner can do whatever they want to do. I really have no desire to do anything. You know, yeah. that's, that's you the know, same I, with us. Yeah, but I want my partner to be satisfied and fulfilled and to be able to fully experience themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my partner is yeah, I keep I keep being like if you want to do something go ahead. She's like, "No, <laughs> I'm good. No thanks." You know, like so some people I think you just have to know who you are as a person, right? Some people love to venture out, some people love to stay home, you know? So Right. What do you think, like, if you were to have a client, because I know you help a lot of people also improve their sexual relationships. So have you ever had a client that was in a monogamous relationship and one partner wanted it to become non-monogamous and they were able to navigate that successfully? Is there Are there certain strategies that a couple should take to begin that journey? Yeah, that is actually really common. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you've read uh, Justin Lee Miller's book, Tell Me What You Want, but like having an outside sexual relationship is like the number one fantasy for people, right? Um, for a lot of people. And so what typically happens in these sort of non, I'm sorry, in, in these mono, non-mono relationships um, you really have to think about what are the things that that person needs, right? So when, you know, me and my partner sat down and talked it out, it was sort of like, what are the things that you need, you know, in order for us to function in this relationship? And what are the things that I need? And we just talked and, and hashed those out. Now, sometimes people get a little disjointed when they entered into something and then they're like, wait, you want to do what now? 
you know? So that means you entered in. So I have, I had a couple who they entered, so they got in the relationship. They were the, the wife was a swinger and like a bisexual swinger, right? The husband fell in love with her. was like, Oh my gosh, I have like the best wife in the world. Like, you know, they get married. She basically stops, you know, stops her, you know, sexuality, you know, having sex with women. She stops. Um, she doesn't want to go outside of her marriage. So she basically turns monogamous. Wow. And he's just like, wait a minute. This is not who I married. I'm confused. Like he was literally legit confused about. And I was like, oh, like she kind of sort of did a bait and switch. Right. It was sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm this free, free person and I can do all the things. Yeah. And then whoop turn and then so in that kind of situation where someone's like you know we were this and now one of us wants to be this you know i again it's talking out those details and what they want so if a person is like okay well i want to experience something new something different what does that look like maybe it looks like going i have i usually say go to like a sex club or a swingers club right just feel, feel all the feelings. You know what I mean? You don't have to do anything with anybody, but just go there and just like sit, chill, like observe, you know, like move in the space, observe your emotions and how they come up for you. Um, Cause some people get really riled up like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love, maybe they love the, the voyeurism or the exhibitionism of it all. Or, Maybe they're like, oh, no, this is not for me. I'm feeling, you know, feeling overwhelmed or um, it's it's too much, right? Maybe it's too much sexuality going on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think one of the first steps is definitely kind of getting in, a, getting in an uncomfortable or getting in a different kind of environment that has sexual, that's laced with sexual energy. Absolutely. I definitely think that that's really good advice that you said, because you really do get the feel for it. And also another place where you're having your Sex Down South conference here in Miami is the World Erotic Art Museum. And I think that's a great place for people to sort of get engaged in a very air quotes, like vanilla environment, because it's it's really like sexual culture and art history from around the world. I believe it's the largest collection of fine erotic art in North America. It also gets your mind flowing and remembering that, you know, sex and sexual expression in all the many different ways that people have had it and um, all the different cultural norms for sexual expression. Um, it gives you a time to spend some time with it and think about it and consider it and realize that sex is really an important part of our history. Obviously, none of us would be here, but that um, diverse sexual relationships have always been going on as well. Absolutely. And here we are, like, still touting this thing like monogamous relationships are, you know, here and they might be for many people here to stay. But what we've seen from the data, I think it's over 20% of Americans um, have participated in a non-monogamous relationship and many more are open to exploring it. And so I think it's time for people to have a healthy conversation about what this looks like. And I love that what you said, you wanted to get married because you wanted to have kids, you wanted all of that. And that having a non-monogamous relationship doesn't, it's not mutually exclusive. 
to having right. a family and a solid right. community influence. Like you can still be on the PTA at your kid's school. Right. <laughs> still, still volunteer on those field trips, God help you, you know, <laughs> and do these things, even though your marriage may not fit into what are sort of old school norms because I'm 10 years into the parenting game. I don't know how many years you are into it. (laughs) Well, I'm 10 years in. So once people really know what you do and your kid has been in the school for a long enough time, oh, don't you worry. You'll realize that, oh, are all marriages non-monogamous? I mean, people (laughs) tell me everything in the school line. My Uber driver lost his mind the other day, but he blamed me. He said I smelled so good he became too excited to drive. This man actually pulled over to get himself together. And he refused to drive until I told him the name of my fragrance. Then he bought three bottles before driving again. I know Sense Body Oil makes men crazy, but that Uber ride should be free. What's your Sense story? SenseBodyOil.com S-E-N-S-E BodyOil.com The norm is not having a traditional monogamous marriage. That's probably more of the norm than the exception. Mm. Now, so I think it's really, we're probably past the time to start having these conversations about how do we raise our kids in our, in our new family structures um, and how to re-retain some of our traditional values and also allow ourselves to be progressive human beings that are in line with our own, you know, sexual agency, sexual expression. Um, yeah. And, and what you said about your relationship, which was awesome. How do I find a relationship that really honors me and accepts right. who I am? And I think the coolest part about all that, and it's especially true among women, we can change. Yeah. Like the, the non-monogamous client that you had became monogamous, right? right. Somehow the swinging bisexual woman mm-hmm. became a monogamous heterosexual wife. Right. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> right, right. And you know what? This also, it, here's the thing too. Like, even if you were monogamous, are you really monogamous if you're cheating? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So. There's so many people who are cheating and it's just like, but why though? But why, why do you have to cheat? Like, why don't you have a conversation with your lover, your partner, your spouse? Like, why don't you have a conversation and say like, Hey, I actually want to do things with other people. Like, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, I have a client who, you know, um, got an STD, uh, from her husband, from her new husband. Right. And he had been cheating on her the whole the whole time. And that happens all the time in my work here. Oh, I'm sure. And so it's so funny because so many of us don't want to go to the doctors at our own hospital because we don't want, you know, if one of us comes back with an STD, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I thought you were in this type of a relationship. I thought you were in that type of a relationship. But to your point, I think an example that really resonates with what you're saying with the whole, why don't we just have a conversation about what we really want? I always example of like Tiger Woods, if Tiger Woods had the skills and the capacity to say, 
hey, you know what? I do want to be married and a dad and have a family. And I'd also like to have sexual relationships with multiple women in different locations that, but I don't want it to be public. I really just want to keep right. my private life private. And remember, you know, if you marry me, you'll be a billionaire. I think yeah. a lot of women would have raised their hands and said, oh, yeah. me, 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 right. me, 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 me. <laughs> We are we have we haven't created this healthy paradigm in society that empowers people to, with, with, to authentically express what right. they want sexually and who they are, and so that's why I think having this conversation with you and the work that you do is so important. Um, yeah, I, I you know I have a friend who was monogamous, but then basically was like, actually, I think I'm polyamorous, right? And so, you know, she had to come out to her husband and be like, hey, I actually, I, I think I'm polyamorous. I'm not monogamous. Like, how do you feel about that? Can you work with me on that? And, you know, they tried working it out, but it, honestly, it just didn't work, you know? So I, that's also like you, when you change in a relationship, you also have to think about the repercussions. And I think dealing with the repercussions and the consequences is better than lying to your partner and to yourself. You know what I mean? And to other people about, about what's going on in your relationship. So that's, you know, I think that's one of the things that people don't, don't want to think about, don't want to tackle, you know, the conflict avoidant, you know, and, and that just can't happen when, when you're thinking about mono, non-mono relationships like that. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you because there comes a point in your life and you're like, I wasted so much of my life pretending to be someone else, to please someone else. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's true. You may be authentic and your partner may be disappointed. That's absolutely true. They might not say, okay, I'm down with this. They might be disappointed, but at least you're not disappointed in yourself. I would say like, he could be mad at me, but I'm not going to be mad at me. <laughs> so right. I was like, like, I'm going to have to tell him how I feel about this because he might be mad at me. But if I don't, then I'm going to be mad at me. Right. And who's going to fix that? Right. <laughs> like, who's here to help save me from me? Right. And, um, I think the work that you're doing, that I'm doing, that we're trying to do is like, it's okay for you to be whoever you are sexually. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to, I want to have you back on the show to talk about kink, because I think that's another yeah. area where people want to introduce some kink. I say a lot of times with my clients, you know, they've been together sometimes for decades and someone is still fine with their 18 year old sex. And the other person's like, Hey, I've learned a couple of things. <laughs> I heard about some things. I saw it. Can we please try, just try it. And they're like, no, I can't believe you're not satisfied. You know, right doing when I was 18. Right. Um, you know, so, um, and it's really, really about sexual evolution. Absolutely. Right? More people are kinky too. So yeah. <laughs> these days, people, yes, are kinky. And then I think also with what I've learned about non-monogamous marriages is sometimes people really love someone who might not have the same kink as them, but they can Ooh. go and get that kink filled. Absolutely. In, in a relationship external to their marriage and then stay married and feel completely fulfilled. And everybody's on the same page about what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's, that's me right there. 
<laughs> there you go. And I think at the end of the day, I mean, isn't that what we all want? Just someone to love us for us. Right. For me, my yeah. perfectly imperfect self with my weird preferences or kids. <laughs> love me anyway. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you so much, Marla. I'm definitely going to have you back as soon as I can get you. But you guys, you guys know what time it is. It is time for your climax where we give you a little something, something to remember about non-monogamous marriages. Marla, can you help me out? What's one? Yes. Well, one thing I think people should remember is if you're thinking about diving into a non-monogamous relationship or you're venturing out that way, go into a sex club, swingers club, feel the sexual energy, embrace the sexual energy, or, you know, just feel the sexual energy. So that's one, one, one tip right there. Absolutely. Give me another one too. Think, think about your rules and boundaries. So are there things that you, you know, you want for yourself that you want for the other person? Like think about how you would negotiate and, and, and your what ifs. I think it's always important, even though, you know, the what ifs might not happen. It's, I think it's okay to think about them so you can see how your emotions swell or not. Absolutely. Three. What's the third thing that people should know? You're normal. <laughs> that you're absolutely normal. It's a lot of times people think like, am I weird? What's wrong with me? No, you're normal. You're fine. You know, somebody out there in the world thinks exactly like you do. So stop tripping. Absolutely. There is a, uh, what do they say? There is a lid for every pot. Yes, absolutely. For every pot. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I cannot wait to attend your Sex Down South conference tomorrow for your daily dose of Nookie knowledge. Check me out on all the social media platforms. That's Dr. Sanjaya, D-R-S-O-N-J-I-A on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. Come on, baby, what are you waiting for? You know it's time to link up. I am so excited to have Marla here. Where can people follow up with you, Marla? Yes, you can follow up with me um, on my website, velvetlipssexed.com. You can check out sexdownsouth.com where we have these local pop-ups like Sex on the Beach and Sex by Southwest and Sex in the Middle. Um, But Sex Down South, yes, is definitely happening in September. And then... uh, You can also, um, if you're into kink and you want to have some discussions, we have a raceandkink.com. And that is just a discussion series we have every uh, once a month on the last Tuesday of the month to talk about uh, the intersections of of kink and what that looks like. So uh, find me on all social media at Velvet Lips Sex Ed, that's sex without the E, um, or uh, at the number one Marla Stewart. Awesome. Awesome. And actually, as you were saying that, Marla, I'm reminded these pop-up conferences and the Sex Down South conference that Marla is having in September, these are also opportunities for you to go in and like feel your sexual energy, you know, in in somewhere I'm going to say between vanilla and the swingers club comes the Sex Down South. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is actually. (laughs) Totally safe environment. Yes. It feels like a family reunion when you're there. So... (laughs) Oh, I had so much fun talking to you today about non-monogamous marriages. I cannot wait to do it again next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Sex in South Beach, where everybody comes for happier 
healthier sex.